Good morning and welcome to Coffee Talks Empowerment Podcast with your girl Tanya B. Ratliff, the purpose midwife, apostolic reformer, prophet, entrepreneur, author, spiritual mentor, and life strategist. Listen, you already know how we do it. I want you to grab your pen, your journal, your Bible, your coffee, or your favorite morning beverage and meet me right back here for this next 30 minutes of empowerment. I promise you it's going to shift your day and your life. Let's get brewing. Listen, guys, I am so excited to be back with you on today. Full force for the last two months, we have had special guests sharing on specific topics and it has been refreshing. It has given me an opportunity to just sit back, reflect and meditate and seek God concerning the direction that he wants me to take the podcast in the future. And over the last two months, as we have spoken with apostolic reformers and prophets and apostles and evangelists, God has really been preparing me for the next phase of my ministry and even my marketplace ministry. It has truly been an empowering time of of reflection and, and meditating on the word of God, seeking God and simply getting in position to do his will in these last days. Also, it's very important and critical in this time for us to truly grab hold of who he has called us to be. And on this month, the month of June on Coffee Talks, we are going to talk about five critical words that are imperative we embrace. We we must truly understand, ascertain, and comprehend not only the specific meaning of the word, but how do we begin to walk this out in our life, in our ministry, in our uh, call, uh, in our mandate, our assignment that, that God has called us to. So on this month, we will talk about four key words. We will talk about authenticity. We will talk about being intentional. We will also talk about capacity. And finally, we will talk about boldness. Yes, we'll talk about authenticity. We'll talk about being intentional. We'll talk about capacity and we will talk about boldness. All of these words, it's incumbent upon you that you truly like never before begin to seek God concerning who he's called you to be, what he's called you to do, why he's called you to do it, who he has assigned to you and the method that he has prepared or he has given you to walk it out in the earth. I want you to sit back and prepare your hearts, prepare your hearts, prepare the ground of your spirit for this empowering 
word. Welcome back on this marvelous, magnificent, motivational Monday as we forge ahead and we talk about our power word on today. That's what I'll call it. Our power word on today is authenticity, being authentic. What does it truly mean to be authentic? Authentic means to be true to you. Be be pure. Be original. Be who God created you to be. When we think about identification markers, we have several identification markers as human beings. Our fingerprints are identification markers. Our dental work, they are identification markers. Our blood type, those are all identification markers. When you go to a job and they give you the job, they might require you to submit fingerprints. The fingerprints are utilized to determine if you have any criminal background, if they find an individual, Lord forbid, and the body has decomposed, they look at the dental work of the individual to determine if the who the identity of the individual. Yes, whenever a baby is born, a baby does not take on the blood type of the mother. So whenever DNA or paternity is trying to be established, the blood of the father is necessary in order to identify, to determine if the father who submitted the DNA is actually the father. What are you saying? All of these identification markers speak to who we were created to be, who we are. In this season, God is calling for us to truly be authentic. Be you. Don't be a cheap duplicate. Be an original. I can remember when I first bought my home. At this time, one of my dear friends, she was selling art and she would go from house to house and she would hold art parties. And the first art party I attended, I was so mesmerized and encapsulated by the art that I wanted to literally purchase all of the art. I'm not an art connoisseur, but I really fell in love with the depictions that were on the canvas. And I can remember she would present some paintings and she would say, this is a print. And I really couldn't tell the difference between a print and an original. 
And she began to explain to us how we were able to determine the difference. And the way we determine the difference between the print and the original, she would flip it over. And on the back, there was a seal. And the seal let us know that this was an original painting. And it also had the signature of the artist on the canvas, on the painting. What are you saying? In this hour, God is saying to you, I created you. And when I created you, I broke the mold. When I created you, there was no one else like you. No one else has been assigned to the people that I have assigned to your voice, to your hands. You are an original. So why do we spend so much time attempting to imitate, imitate others? We imitate their style. We, We imitate their demeanor. We emanate even how, how, they, how they teach, how they preach. We all want to be just like someone else. Now, there's nothing wrong with, with studying someone. There's nothing wrong with, with being mentored by someone. But we must understand that God created us for a specific task a specific assignment and a specific purpose. And if we find ourselves trying to be, trying to do what others have been assigned to do, we are going to come short of we are going to come short of what God has called us to do yes we are yes we are be authentic be authentically you be the you that God needs you to be be the you that others need to see be you it's nothing wrong with being you Be the best version of you. Let's go a little bit deeper. So why is it so critical in this hour for us to truly be authentic? Number one. We must be authentic, first of all, to ourselves. We must be true to ourselves. Why? Because when we are not true to ourselves, what we are saying is, I am not happy, I'm not content, I'm not satisfied with who God created me to be. I see flaws. I cannot be who God called me to be. Be because I don't feel that I am worthy. This all goes back to a healthy self image. I am not comfortable in my own skin. I am not 
sure of who he called me to be. I'm, I'm constantly comparing myself to, to someone else. But what I like to say is that when I do what I do like I do, no one can do what I do like I do when I do what I do because I've been anointed to do what I do. So we must be true to ourselves, true to who God uniquely created me to be. I'm not created to be like Michelle Obama. I, I'm not created to be like Beyonce. I, I'm not created to be like a superstar model. Why? Because God had a specific task in mind, a specific plan in mind when he made me that no one else can fulfill. Be true to you. Be content, be happy, be overjoyed with who he called you to be. Every curve, every indention, every mole, every scar on you is uniquely who you are. Yes, it tells a story. It's your story. It's your story. How I made it here, how I overcame, how I made it through. And it's those unique things about you that give someone else the assurity. It gives them the hope. It gives them the confidence to know that they are well able to overcome no matter what they have come through. Be true to you. We need to learn how to love us. Love me, flaws and all. I love me, flaws and all. I, I've gained a little weight, yes, but I'm. it still does not change who I am. I, I may not look good in some things that other people wear, but that's okay. I have to find what works for me, and, and so many times we find ourselves in an identity crisis is because we've taken on somebody else's DNA. We, we've, we've taken on their identity. I, I want to look like them. I, I want to sound like them. I want to dress like them. I want to act like them. And that's not who you were uniquely destined to be. I am uniquely destined to be Tanya B. Ratliff. That's who I am. I am authentically and unapologetically Tanya B. Ratliff. For so many years, I really lost the true core, the true essence of my uniqueness, of, of what caused people to be drawn to me. I lost the core and the essence of, of how he created me to empower others. I, I lost the zeal and the thirst and the passion to win others, to help others, because I was so busy trying to be like someone else. And what I did not recognize is that it's the little things, the little characteristics. It's those things that I see as, as bad. It's those things that I see as shameful. It's those things that, that I see that broke me. Those are the very things that God wants to use to help build someone else. Be authentically you. 
all the time, regardless. Don't allow anyone else to make you deviate from the blueprint of who God called you to be. When, when we think about a blueprint, an architect draws the blueprint of whatever needs to be designed. After he constructs the blueprint, the blueprint is given to the owner of the idea of the object that needs to be constructed. The owner then gives it to the construction individual, the foreman, the contractor. Now the contractor's job is to build the model to the specifications that the architect designed. If the contractor or the builder deviates from the plan, he alters the original intent that was set up by the architect. God is our architect. He's the master builder of our life. And when we choose to deviate from the blueprint that he designed for us, we alter, we change the trajectory of the course. We change the outcome of the promise. We change the outcome of the assignment because we altered the pattern. Whenever you alter an original pattern, you no longer have an original item. Now it has become something different, something new, something which was never intended to be. It's no longer the original. It's a substitute. Today, don't be a substitute. Today, don't, don't be a duplicate. Today, make up your mind. I am going to be the best original of who God called me to be. Even if it causes me to lose some friends, even if it causes me to, to get some, some dislikes, even if it causes me to make some uncomfortable, I must be authentic. I must be true to the me God created. Yes, be true to the me God created. Let me say that again. Be true to the me that God created. One thing I always say is that I want my life to be a testimony to others in regards to the various things I've overcome to get to where I am right now. I truly had to learn to be authentic. And I can honestly say just recently, 
within the last year. I truly embrace who God called Tanya to be. I truly hunkered down and settled in to the fact that this is who I am. There's no way around it. it it's, my, it's my DNA. It's my identification marker. It's, it's my story. It, it's my chapter. And I have to own it. Why? Because everything that has transpired in my life up until this point was uniquely designed by God. Not for me but to help someone else. I always, whenever I speak or when I share or when I have an opportunity to mentor, I'm always transparent. It's not until you are transparent. Transparency comes through authenticity. When I can be true to who I am, true to my story, true to my tests, my storms, my trials, true to my call, that's when I can make impact in the lives of those that he has assigned me to lead. So number one, we must be true to ourselves. Number two, we must be true to our call, true to our call. The Bible tells us to make our calling and our election sure. So what do you mean be true to the call? The Bible tells us in Ephesians 4 and 11, and he calls some to be apostles. He calls some to be prophets, pastors, evangelists, and teachers for the perfecting of the saints, for the equipping of ministry. All of us have an assignment. All of us have been given something to do to help change the world in which we live. But oftentimes, we feel our call may be insignificant compared to the assignment of someone else. So many times we look at titles, we, we look at positions, we look at hierarchy, we, we look at rank. Why? Because that's how the world deems us as qualified or classifies us by our rank, education, income, Social economic status, those items are used to classify us and they are used to determine a certain aspect of our lives. But that's not how it works in the kingdom. The Bible says that the greatest in the kingdom is a servant. We have to understand that God gives us our assignment based on 
the fact that he knows how much we can handle. See, a lot of times we're, we're looking at someone else and they may walk in another office and we may desire that office. But do we truly understand the burden, the responsibility, the weight that goes along with the office? I'll be talking about this word in a few weeks. Capacity. Do you understand what it takes, what is required? To be able to feel that call, the amount of warfare, the sacrifice, the obedience, the level of prayer, the level of responsibility. Do, because see, so many times we're on the outside, we, we're looking at the finished product, but we don't see what it took to, for them to get to where they are now. Not only do we have to be true to who we are, we must be true to the assignment that God gave us, gives us, that he gave us. We must be true to that assignment. What do you mean? God gave you a specific task, a burden to fulfill what happens if you are so busy trying to do someone else's job then your job is left vacant those that have been assigned to cross your path what's going to happen to them those you have been called to encourage, those you've been called to empower, those you've been called to lead. What will happen if you leave your position vacant trying to fill another position? Be true to your call. You were assigned this call because God gave you a measure of grace, a measure of faith, a, me a measure of love for the assignment. I look at my husband. My husband is a pastor. He's a pastor. But my husband has an evangelistic anointing upon his life. He can he meets no strangers. He he loves to share the good news, the gospel with everyone that he meets. He can leave home before the sun rises in the morning and come back at dusk dawn from, from witnessing to souls. And he never complains about the heat. He, he never complains about walking and knocking on doors. He, he never complains about standing on the corner. Why? Because if it had not been for someone witnessing to him, his life would not have been changed. And he would not be fulfilling the assignment upon his life. See, we have to understand that God has given us a measure of grace to accomplish what he's called us to do.
We must be authentic, true, pure to that call. Don't desire what someone else has been given because you don't know the weight, the W-E-I-G-H-T of the task. The weight of that task could cause you to break down. As we close out today, I really want to challenge you to find you, embrace you, and walk in the you that God created you to be. Be authentically you. Be you unapologetically. When you are authentically you and apologetically you, you now have the power to change the world, to change those God has assigned to your watch. Yes. When God made you, he didn't create junk. He created a jewel, a gem. He created someone rare, someone unique. He created someone with the ability, with the power, with the wherewithal to make a difference in the lives of others. And the only way we can fulfill our assignment in the earth is number one, we must be true to who God called us to be. And we must be true to the work he has called us to do in the earth. Be you authentically and unapologetically.